the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. This is the 61st of our I Love Gay Palm Springs podcasts. They just fly by. It's me, John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr in a very tropical outfit. I love it. Is, is that resort casual? It is. Every day is resort casual, and that's why we love Gay Palm Springs. Here we are on episode 61. We still got Brad, and we are aging in front of your eyes. Wow, we are. Hey, I wonder if there's going to be a convergence of the number of days to the election and the number of podcasts. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Ted and Bill's Wild or whatever adventure. <laughs> it's Bill- we'll call our Wiccan friends and see if they see anything in the... It'll in be the- like Hot Tub Time Machine. And that's Brad Fur down below. He's got the uh, skinny on what's going on all over Gay Palm Springs with GayDesertGuide.com. And who is bringing us this uh, podcast today? Well, our good friends at Tori Nissan in La Quinta. I think the Tori Nissan dealership, that's where we got the Gay Desert Guide Mobile. It's a 2020 Nissan Leaf, all electric. I actually just changed my rate plan with Edison, and I got quite a deal on uh, electricity because I've got the Tory Nissan Leaf. You can get uh-huh. yours too, along with many other Nissan models, new and used, Tory Nissan in La Quinta. This morning we have a fabulous show for you. We have a lesbian love coach, Pamela Gortz, uh, starting off our second half. We have Charles Dravkin, who is our food editor, and he's gonna tell you a little bit about Trio Restaurant. We always have Jimmy Bogle when we can get him. He's from the Coachella Valley Independence, and Michael Green from the Palm Springs Cultural Center. And he is telling us a little bit about the LGBTQ uh, Film Festival coming up, Cinema Diverse is coming up in a couple, a week. Brad, I understand you've got a little gossip about a little movie making going on in your quaint community. I do. In Canyon View Estates, they have been scouting out um, some of the homes here to shoot the new movie called Don't Worry Darling. Uh, It's the debut film from Olivia Wilde and Shia LaBeouf and Chris Pine are going to be in my neighborhood. Ooh, Ah! nice. (laughs) Let's hope for nude scenes. Celebrity sightings. Um, it's a it's a new line cinema movie and um, a psychological thriller set in an isolated utopian community in the 1950s California desert. Well, what okay. isolated utopian community than your um, estates over there? Okay, That's but right. was there a shooting in your neighborhood this morning? Mm. No. What? Not that I know of. Was there? So that's it is you wrote the text below the announcement of her that says shooting in my neighborhood. Oh. I thought there was a shooting in your neighborhood. <laughs> all right, just take out all that. I'm so sorry. No shooting. They are just going to be shooting a film. Okay. There you go. The old fashioned way. Oh my God. Thank God. I was like, everything seems like a shooting right now. I just assumed. No, no. It's yeah. definitely top of mind, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Last week, of course, we had Grace on talking about some of the shootings that have been happening in, yeah. in uh, other parts of Palm Springs. It's and so it's, cer- you know, it's, it's certainly right. It's, it's a serious topic. And, and certainly um, the police are, I think, are on top of that. It sounds like they've been making some progress on that uh, topic. So yeah. thanks to Grace for coming on and talking about that last week. Well, and some community support. It's like rather than being all shocked, like how do we help? 
right? How mm -hmm. do we create a situation, help support a community that is struggling? Um, and, right. and, you know, we are struggling. And, and let's talk for a second uh, before we get Jimmy on this morning. You know, a lot of businesses are trying to open up for yeah. the Labor Day holiday weekend. And, you know, there's this uh, there's this dichotomy that continues between um, you know, the fact that we are promoting Palm Springs as a tourism destination. We want people to come from our drive markets, everything from Los Angeles, Orange County, and a long drive or a flight from San Francisco. Yeah. And yet there are people in the community who are very concerned about having anyone come to the town, especially in light of the fact that some people do come to Palm Springs and are mask adverse, shall we say? Yeah. So, um, so, so there is that that you know that that whole issue that's going on. It spilled over into the caravan for Palm Springs Pride that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, people thought that was going to be a pride parade, and all hell you know cut loose over the weekend on social media. Uh, Ron DeHart has been in in front of uh, City Council. He'll do so tonight, Thursday. Um, so the city council can weigh in on this. Um, but they've also been talking to the Main Street merchants, et cetera, and trying to kind of quell this because it truly is meant to be just a caravan, a peaceful protest, if you will, to show our support for pride. And so we're hoping that that will go on. I'm, I'm fully supportive of that uh, yeah. personally. Uh, and for Gay Desert Guide, we want that to happen. Um, and I think we can do it very safely, and I hope that it doesn't get canceled just because there was some uh, uproar on social media that I think was misplaced. Well, so if there's people that. aren't familiar with the topic, they can watch last week's uh, podcast because I think uh, Rhonda Hart did a really good job of explaining the parameters and the logistics of it. But basically, it's a caravan of cars that isn't a get big gay pride thing, and there aren't, you know, I, I there there aren't people. I don't know. I yeah, think what they were going to do is not announce the route, which seemed like the wisest of all of the elements of that, so that people didn't congregate along the sides of the road in groups to watch the thing happen. I think that. I think yeah, that's a but, valuable. What? Yeah, but even in even in the cities where they have announced the route in sixteen or seventeen other cities, that hasn't become an issue. So was that in um, June while we were all on full lockdown? Because we yeah, won't been, be. No, as a matter of fact, the one of was just a couple of weeks ago up in the uh, Seattle area. So it spans, you know, it's spanned yeah. a, a number of months. But, you know, again, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see where mm -hmm. all of this goes. There's many more plans for pride that we're looking at. We want um, some fun. I love the idea. Okay, so now again, I'm talking out of school today. I don't know what's wrong with me, but yeah. I think it would be fun if Gay Desert Guide did awarded a prize to the house there's the what is it called light up the night or what's that yeah, light, light up, up the night yeah so what if we had people send in to gay desert guide their light and we picked a winner we could do I a little that idea silly judging on thursday before pride and pick that. something that'd be good I like yeah. That. yeah we'll work on that i think that's a wonderful idea light up the night is just something that each of us can do with our own homes um, and that is something that's going to be a safe part of pride, as is the flag, uh, the, the flags that will be draped, one on Desert Regional Medical Center on the Almirador Tower, and then the other one, the huge flag that will fly over downtown Palm Springs. So we can uh, few like in November for the lights because we're not yeah. going to be using all of the juice to keep ourselves under 
90 degrees inside. Wow, True. 120 this weekend potentially. So we've got a hot Labor Day weekend ahead. And as I was mentioning, a lot of uh, businesses trying to open, open or expand. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Tonight, Thursday, uh, downtown Palm Springs, Palm Canyon Drive is going to be closed as they uh, put together those few blocks uh, between Baristo and Takwitz Canyon where the restaurants can uh, kind of expand into the parking area. Not all the restaurants are prepared to do that this Labor Day weekend, but they are making plans, getting city approvals, and trying to expedite that. The city is moving ahead with their plans to shut down those two blocks, and so you'll see cranes downtown uh, tonight, and traffic will be rerouted. And I've got to say, it's really good that we made Indian Canyon two ways. Yeah, you know, can it you is. imagine the traffic jam? that would have ensued. We uh, wouldn't have done we it. We wouldn't that. have been able to do it. Yeah, it would have been All right, I impossible. eat my words. John, you're right off Arenas Road. You've been, uh, you've been witness to uh, what's going on at some of the bars there. What are you seeing? Well, um, I, I know that Chill has opened up. Uh, we had had Rob on a couple of weeks ago, and they're doing like a food truck uh, chef coming in and, and using their kitchen, which is an actual, you know, two-code grandfather kitchen. And so they're doing the cooking. Um, across the parking lot, uh, Eagle 501 um, has expanded into their parking lot for outdoor uh, eating and drinking, and it's the same kitchen that's supplying uh, the food. So they have a menu. Scott Murchison and his staff, I've gone twice, have done a terrific job. I, I get a table, like, way far away. I wave to people I know, and uh, it's been nice. It's been, um, you know, people are being cautious, and that's a good thing. And what about Hunter's, which is right outside your door? Yeah, Hunter's has uh, expanded into the back with a beautiful sort of streamer ceiling kind of thing but it's They're like shade cloth uh yeah, yeah. it looks beautiful and onto the street so um hunters is you know open with a, a food menu so you must eat in order to drink uh that's the the rules that we're under everything is outside and no one walks into a building so well and i i think what's happening on arenas and what's happening on those couple of blocks downtown is still gonna have a learning window and and the time that we take now to figure out how to operate in this way may make the pride situation that much more viable once we have a handle on it i saw that the yeah. desert sun did an article about the bars on arenas opening and in the pictures they posted the waiter had no mask and the manager had the mask with his nose out like first of all i think it's weird that the desert sun picked those photos and if they were going to pick those photos, it's weird as a journalist not to go, hey, these guys aren't wearing their mask, right? So I think we're all in the fight together to try and learn it. We have to figure out how to do this. It's not normal to talk like this. It doesn't even right. feel polite or service related. So I think it's just instinctual to you know, communicate in this way and we're gonna learn. And so if these outdoor areas start to figure out how to do that on a regular basis, then the idea that people may congregate and come from other places and fill up our our businesses in pride, we may have a handle on it. As a community, we may be able to handle the mask averse people who come and say, hey, the only reason we can have you here is because you need to wear a mask like we are doing. Like we have to we have to have tourism, so we have to lead the education part of it. 
right? To yeah. our guests. I saw that picture in the in the sun. I did not see that uh, with my own eyeballs when I when I went out at either Chill or Five Hundred One or Hunters. So, yeah. Um, Why would they pick those pictures then? Is irritating to me, but. I don't know. We're behind. We've been yakking our heads off, and Jimmy's yeah. been sitting in the green room. Let's get Jimmy Bogle in here. Hello. Look at he's petting himself like a cat. Well, my hair is getting ridiculous. You're bushing out too with the beard again. Yeah, I can get my hair cut next week, probably because I think 1880 is opening next week. I'm sorry, Palm Springs Fine Men's Salon is opening next week. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and I also think uh, the one I think um, um, the, uh, 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 now I'm forgetting the one in Cathedral City, Mark Olkin's place. Um, yeah. Oh right, uh, Men's Grooming Spot. Men's Grooming Spot. Also. I love they changed yeah. their name to Fine Men's Salon. Where do those snarky men get their hair done? At the Sunny Dunes Barbershop. <laughs> That's where I go <laughs> for Ricky. I watched a little video of uh, Charles's sister removing her. Uh, Charles is a guest later today. His sister had to remove her own stitches in early COVID because she couldn't go, her doctor, it, just, it was horrifying. It was terrible. <laughs> she did three things that were funny on her Facebook page. She taught her dog to jump through a hula hoop as well. And, uh, and she buzzed her own hair. So people are figuring it out. Yeah, well, wow. if you can teach the dog to remove her stitches, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> Very good, John yeah. Taylor. Bring so, it back. Jimmy Bogle, the publisher, editor, and uh, journalist who brings us uh, the Coachella Valley Independent at cvindependent.com, a fabulous daily digest that uh, can go into your inbox as an email and help you sort through all of the weird news that's coming our way from everything to local politics, national politics, COVID. Jimmy, how do you do it? I know. Uh, lots of bourbon. Yes. <laughs> uh, lots of coffee, um, and then some other things I really shouldn't tell you about because this is a family show. It <laughs> bourbon, <is> not. <laughs> bourbon coffee and the love of a good man. Yes, exactly. There I go. That there there, I, Jimmy, I, I, am blessed, I am blessed to have Garrett in my life, as all of you know. So Yes. Okay. Well, so we were making fun of uh, people getting haircuts in your newsletter last night, and... Uh, I'm not exactly, I didn't hear the whole story on how it was a setup. Is there well, more story? Was. Apparently, this is a, it's it's a, uh, a hair salon in her district. Apparently, she, she's gone there before. Let's say that she, so people know we're, we're talking about Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, yes. Of news. Sorry, yes. Apparently, she claimed she was told that she could go in, that, it, that they could have one person in the barbershop or the salon at a time. Right. And so she went in, and went in on Monday, got it done. Tuesday, the footage shows up on Fox News. So there is, it is very reasonable to think that um, she uh, may have gotten set up, but when you are the congressman, yeah. you should right. probably know what the rules are in your district. And as yeah. of Monday and as of now, haircuts inside salon services are not allowed in San Francisco. And the fact that she didn't apologize for that, I personally think is a bit offensive to those of us that can't go get haircuts or couldn't go get haircuts. And it's also kind of offensive to the business owners that can't let people in for business as much as they would like. However, um, as I pointed out in the Daily Digest last night, this is a nit. This is yeah. nothing compared to the shenanigans going on with voting, with ignoring the Black Lives Matter issue, with the kids in cages. I mean, I think a much bigger 
I don't want to call it a scandal, but something I think was far more important came out yesterday that, you know, Trump was in North Carolina encouraging everyone there to go vote twice. Oh, twice. To test their system, you know, go te- vote absentee and then go show up in person as well. That's this illegal just sitting, to say it. This is a sitting president doing that. And we're worrying about Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut. Yeah. And I will say that I did have some readers um, someone um, unsubscribed in a huff and sent me a note that how dare I condone what Nancy Pelosi did. And I don't think I condoned it at all. I just said that this is a distraction compared to actually real, more important things. So, could you, right. could you um, equate that with missing a three foot putt? <laughs> you could do that, yes. Okay. Now, there is an analogy yeah. that makes some sense. Yes, yes, exactly. Missing a three foot putt. I don't understand anything that comes over the airwaves right now. I just. It's there's, you know, there used to be, you know, those of us that have been in the news business um, know that there used to be the slow news day. (laughs) And that's when you run your feature on, you know, what's going on with the local dog show. Slow news days used to be the days where you would go do those. We don't have slow news days anymore. No, we don't even no. have moderate news days anymore. Between the election stuff and Black Lives Matter and the constant shit show that is Trump and all the COVID news. What else is going on in our town? Well, uh, a lot of stuff is going on, you know. Um, barbershops, as as uh, we mentioned, are opening. Um, Riverside County is allowing them to open. LA is allowing them to open um, later this week. Uh, we are in the purple stage, the new stages that were announced by the governor, um, and we're going to be there for at least a couple more weeks because our numbers aren't there yet. If we're, we're gay, do... can we call it eggplant? Uh, well, you can call it whatever you want, but I'm afraid that eggplant, given the emoji status, oh, yeah. meaning of <laughs> about aubergine, aubergine. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it the aubergine stage. Um, but you know, Mary Pickford's working on getting their drive-in movie theater up um Verse is coming up uh, we did yes. a story on that talked to michael green a couple weeks ago um palm springs city election um palm desert city election there's a lot of local elections coming up as well that people need to pay attention to uh later this week or over the weekend we'll be posting interviews with all of the palm desert uh city council candidates can we and vote so, twice no you cannot vote twice um uh not even if you're donald trump Oh wow, Brad, getting getting spiffy there. Although is it the, sixty the days, days? I can't sixty see the whole... days, thirteen. Yeah. I know it cut off. Sixty days, thirteen hours. So, kind of last week, this week, it's all yeah. sixty-one, sixty. It's almost sixty. It's sixty and a half. Look, it's more than sixty and a half. If we round up, it's episode sixty-one and sixty-one days. Good, perfect. This that is a, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. Yeah, not feeling the convergence. Hey, you know, sometimes you you gotta you gotta force it. Um, Did the Air Museum yeah. also open a drive-in? Are they also doing one? The Air Museum has actually been open for a while. They're only their outdoor parts. You know, out basically, if it's outside right now, it's allowed to be open. But a drive-in, um, a drive-in. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if they've actually opened their drive-in yet. I don't know. They have uh, uh, containers some, that they were going to project. Yeah. Onto. By the way, the Air Museum had a flyover yesterday. Yes, they uh, did. World War II aircraft in honor of VJ Day's anniversary, 75 years. So, uh, th- and that was just amazing. I love seeing those old warbirds flying around. Also, from the lesbian perspective, I want to say that the L Fund is out there still helping people. The L Fund yeah. is an organization that gives financial grants to lesbians for education crisis. And now we have an arts 
uh, an arts grant and we just gave an arts grant. I think it's our first, um, first time I've ever been like on the approval board. Feels amazing to go, yes, I approve this. But this artist who is in this heat and is not being able to go into where she would work and she has a tiny outbuilding and we, we granted her $1,000 for a full air conditioner to make the outbuilding a studio she could go into. And oh, nice. I, myself, a few months ago, when this first kicked everybody's feet out from under them, got some help from Elfund, which I did not even solicit. They came saying, we know where you are. And they helped me keep my health insurance up until you know I got running in the middle of this COVID. And it's amazing what they're doing out there, too. So Yeah, their executive director, Barbara Carpenter, is a absolute force of nature. And uh, that actually kind of is a segue. Uh, she's actually one best realtor. Sorry, yeah. Shan, no offense. No, no. Uh, the last couple of years in our Best of Coachella Valley uh, contest. And we're actually doing round one voting on that right now. Oh, now I know good. a lot of people out there are going, oh, God, another best of because the city magazine does one and the daily does them however theirs are kind of crappy and i will say that with all due respect to their winners um (laughs) essentially what they do is they just want people to go to their website so they can get the get the hits as the kids used to say we don't want that we want people to vote once in each round we do a first round of voting it's a big scary open ballot there are no finalists you actually have to write in your choices in each category okay and then we take the top three to five vote getters um, in each of those categories, usually five. And then we do a second round of voting at cbindependent.com. And much like the presidential election, much like ele- pres- elections in this country, you can only vote once in the okay. best of Coachella Valley poll. And is so. there an electoral college involved in this there at all? There is not an electoral college. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the company or organization or person that gets the plurality of votes actually wins. Wow. And, um, but that's going on right now at cbindependent.com. It will go through a week from next Monday, the first round of voting, and then we'll announce the finalists two weeks later and do the second round of voting. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Um, cbindependent.com. Go there, sign up for the Daily Digest, and pick up the actual bricks-and-mortar edition uh, at Albertsons and locations across the Coachella Valley. And I have to say really quick, you know, we had to cut down our circulation and our number of locations because everything was closed. Our circulation is almost back up to where it was, even though we've only got about two-thirds of the locations. People are picking up this print edition and loving it, and I love love everyone who reads us for that. So thank you very much. Excellent. Yay. We love that, too. Thank you, Jimmy. My pleasure. Thanks, Jimmy. Well, next we have something fabulous coming up. We have Pamela Gort, who is the lesbian love coach. She was a corporate business coach for about 20 years and uh, started relationship coaching after for some of her friends. She learned a ton. I mean, she's had a couple of long-term relationships, and you know how you learn your best stuff from the mistakes you make. She learned what not to do, and she created a five-step program to help lesbians. Well, for this threesome of us, all of whom are single, regardless of our gender or sexual preference, it might be more than five steps. Pamela Gort, <laughs> welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And even though I don't live out in the desert, I love going to the desert, and I have considered actually moving out there at some point in my life. So you never know. I might be part of the community full-time at one point. Where do you visit us? In Palm Springs somehow. Yeah. They they do. So So I sort of explained how how you got into being the lesbian love coach, but I think you might be able to fill in some of the blanks for us. 
Oh, yes. Well, when you make those mistakes, as you mentioned, you start trying to figure out how you can do it better the next time. Although sometimes we keep making the mistakes. And I made a few of those, but I also learned. I've got a stack of books in my library that I read, workshops I went to, training that I took, and I got to do on-the-spot stuff with my friends. For some reason, they used to come to me and ask me for advice. I used to be a crisis hotline counselor for many years as a volunteer, so maybe that's kind of where it started. It's funny how all these skills converge on something that you never would have imagined as the destination, as you're adding in what you're good at, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? So true, and I have to tell you a quick story. I remember when I was doing the shift, it was, it was um, 7 to 11 on Friday nights. I was living in Dallas, Texas, and there's a huge gay area there, and I went to one of the bars just to play pool, to sort of relax, get all the horrible stuff I heard out of my head. And it was really nice to use my social life as a way to do that. Okay, that makes some sense. So tell us what the five steps are, because we need them. I'm, I'm taking notes right now. Okay. First, you need to get really clear on who you are, who you're looking for, and what you want your life like to be with that person. A lot of us just kind of jump in and, you know, we get what we get. So instead of just throwing <laughs> stuff at the wall, you have to have clarity around it. And that does take some time and some thinking. It just doesn't happen overnight. The next step is you need to develop a strategy. And again, you can't just run out there and just go, all right, I'm here, I'm ready. So I help people with that strategy and it can be different for different people. So are you with me so far? Yeah. Yep. That almost sounds like a business plan, right? It, well, it is, is, right? Yeah. It is. It's a business of love. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you want a job, right? And your job is as someone's partner, are you just going to slap information on your resume and, and hope you get a job? No, you're going to put some work into it. So I kind of look at it like a business plan and or a resume. Okay. Step three, you want to look at your environment and you want to figure out what's working and what's not. And that could be anything from the environment in here to the social environment, who you hang out with, to um, the books on your shelf, what you're putting in your brain and putting in your life even like what your house looks like. Do you have room for someone? Right now, my closet is kind of full, and I am in this wonderful relationship. We haven't moved in together or anything, but when that time comes, I better move some of that stuff out and make room. So it's simple stuff like that. Then you need to look at your actual skills. Is there anything missing from your repertoire of skills? Are you kind of shy and you don't really know how to flirt or you don't know how to approach someone. I mean, we're not born with these skills, right? I mean, is there any skill that you kind of feel like you might be missing in the dating scheme? Nope. Practically perfect in every way. You know, I kind of thought so. And single. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's a skill in itself, right? Because hopefully it means we really know ourselves well. well. And then the most important step of all is your mindset. Now, I know everyone's like, oh, all right, mindset. Yeah, we hear about that all the time. Unfortunately, we don't always think about it. Now, let me ask the three of you. All right, when you think about mindset and that inner voice, that loud inner voice that tells us, ah, why did you do that, you're stupid, or whatever it is. You have that, right? Yep. We all have it. Yep, I see shaking heads. Yes. We all have it. And sometimes yeah. we think that voice is real. 
and we're like, we get afraid of it and it makes us do weird things or not do things. There's another little voice within us, but this is a little voice and it's our intuition and our intuition knows the right thing. <laughs> Quick example. I was dating a woman actually in the desert. Shh, I'm not gonna tell you. And please don't tell us. <laughs> no, no, no. My intuition kept pinging all the time. Red flag, red flag, red flag. And I knew it. I mean, I knew these were red flags. I chose to ignore them. Yeah. It was because it was my first time kind of back out there and I really wanted a relationship to work. And I'm a love coach, okay? But we can't coach ourselves. What I did is I took the opportunity to start thinking about this. And I'm like, okay, why am I ignoring this? My friends were like looking at me every time I would say something like, gosh, what? what's going on with you? And I heard that too. But the cool thing is my intuition told me all the things I didn't want. So when I met the wonderful woman that I'm with now, it was all the things I did want. And so I got really clear in that interim who, who the type of person I was looking for and what I had to offer. So that was kind of cool. So that's a little more about mindset, but that voice we don't listen to. And that carries all this programming from the past, from relationships, from growing up. So what we have to do is we have to change that programming. So I help people install a new operating system. Oh, that's great lingo. I love that. And we work I love that. so much work on that. If we can get that voice, that really mean voice to calm down, that intuitive voice to come up and to identify what our limiting beliefs are, our fears and our doubts, then that makes us in more in flow. And that's what I'm trying to help people with. Get in flow with this process. Be excited about dating, you know? So I can. How do people get to you? Well, I have a website. It's called lesbianrelationshipcoach.com. I have a page, um, and it's called Coaching with Pamela, but if you do Lesbian Love Coach, you should find me that way. Yeah. I have workshops. I have a meetup group in San Diego in North County called Lesbians in North County. I have a free ebook, which if you message me on Facebook, you can get it. And it's called Five Ways to Find and Keep an Amazing Love. It's not just about finding her, but it's also about keeping her, right? So we don't yeah. want to find the love of our life and then, ah! She's duct out. tape is not one of the uh, five things? What? Duct tape uh, isn't one of the five things. <laughs> well, only... Always nice to have on the night side table. Yeah, only in that, then, then it can work out. As long as you have there some you scissors. Or, you know, we you won't get through it. We want to thank you for giving us a tiny bit of hope because we are all long-term, tragically single human beings. And the truth is we're not horribly unhappy about it, which I do believe if you are single, your job is to revel in all of the fabulousness that single has to offer and love that so that when you're married, you're not spending your time, you're reveling in all the fabulous things that it is to be married, right? Yes. So make the most of your single days, set your sights, on the one you'd like to have and give a jingle to Pamela Gort, the lesbian love coach. Thank you for playing with us today. Great yeah. advice. Thank you so much. I enjoyed my time here. Take care everybody. Thank you, Pamela. Happy dating and happy love.
And now two guests that are joining us. And first, we're going to go to Charles Drabkin, who is a correspondent for Gay Desert Guide and writing our food uh, blogs. And in a minute, Michael Green has also joined us. Michael is the executive director of Cinema Diverse. And we're bringing both Charles and Michael on because they do converge. Um, Charles has been a volunteer for the um, for the Cultural Center. Charles, you were dressed oh so smartly uh, during uh, COVID when we had the farmer's markets outside. Michael, did you make him dress up like that? No, no, that was all Charles. He originated <laughs> that idea. <laughs> Did he move? Well, you know, it was kind of drag-ish. It, was, it, it progressed. Uh, during the early days of, of COVID when everyone was so tense and so freaked out, uh, and we needed extra help because no one, because the rules kept changing and no one knew what the rules right. were. And, you know, I think that people listen to rules better when they're delivered by someone who looks a little ridiculous. Uh, so I started dressing and I wasn't going out. So like I wanted to wear my clothes. Uh, so I started dressing sort of funnier and funnier. And Well, you I started with your house dresses and your caftans, right? I started just with bright colored clothing that I already owned. I went, then I went to caftans. Then Shan actually loaned me a bunch of crinolines um, and tutus. A barmaid outfit, three different barmaid out Oh, I love the barmaid outfit. I just got an enormous bag of returned costumes from him two days ago. Right. Uh, and then it just kind of progressed it and into almost full drag, but obviously no makeup. I didn't need it. Mask, sunglasses, hat. Um, no, no hair, uh, but heels, dresses. And Charles, you've written an article for Gay Desert Guide. You are our Epicurean delight. And uh, one article where we're going to be able to see you with all those fun costumes on. You write about um, what's reopening, how things are reopening in Palm Springs in terms of restaurants. And uh, now we've put you on a couple of new assignments for the Gay Desert Guide Dine and Sip uh, section. And tell us about what you were uh, just writing about this week. So I've just started going back to restaurants. Uh, it has taken me eight months, six months, eight months. Uh, and, but going to restaurants has always been sort of one of my greatest pleasures in life. Uh, so it's something that I've really missed and not been able to, to take advantage of. Um, it feels like it's the time to sort of start to re-engage for me. Um, so uh, I wrote two articles, uh, one sort of about uh, that, experience how how I feel about it uh, and giving people a few guidelines. Uh, and then I just went to Trio for the first time uh, in, well, again, six, eight months uh, and had really a wonderful experience. It felt very safe to me. It felt, it, it wasn't the same as dining out was in pre, the pre-COVID world, but it, it was nice to return and to be among people something I, I, I haven't done yeah. for a long time and to, but not have feel like I was, like I didn't feel stressed out about it, which was real, which is really important to me. Well, it has been a particular struggle for you. Of my friends, you are on the most careful end of the spectrum. You, we were gonna all have our first dinner out at 849 in May right. and, and you turned around, there's nobody there and still you're like, nope, I'm not ready. Yep, I we went, uh, we went to meet meet you and, and there, and 
uh, I was standing alone in their courtyard, uh, yeah. and it, it wasn't about what they were doing. It was about what I was I was doing. Um, yeah. I, I actually think 849 has been, been at the forefront of all of this and yeah. really been, been doing an amazing job. But at the time, I wasn't ready. And, and I think that that is one of the lessons that, that people need to take away is if you don't feel ready, don't do it. Like, don't stress yourself out. Eating out should be fun. Going out should be fun. And if it, it's causing you stress, like, walk away, like pick something up or, or make something at home. That it's, that there's no reason Michael, to force yourself. Michael, have you been out to any restaurants? Um, no, I still kind of haven't gotten past that yeah. um, comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. I tried twice in May and I've never, when everything was trying to open back up and at least the, the 849 experience was super safe. The one at the other restaurant, I felt the opposite of that, and I just haven't done it again since. I mean, I'm getting my yeah. takeout, but. Yeah. I, had fun. I went to one restaurant, uh, Lulu, a couple of weeks ago, and I got the corner table as soon as I walked in the gate. There it was, and I, I felt okay. But yeah, that's the only dine out I've had. Too, so I, Charles, I think you're going to go to Lulu. Are you not going to give that one a review shortly for us? I am planning on going to Lulu. I, I, um, I tried last night. There was a lot of people waiting. They don't take reservations. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I was, I was really hungry. It was late. Where'd you end up going? Uh, I went to Il Giardino, which was oh, oh, I uh, love that place. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a great experience, and I'll be writing about it. Uh, uh, you know, today and, and posting yeah. it on a couple of days. Well, I miss my Lulu. Invite me if you're going to try again. Okay, I absolutely will. Okay. And Charles, thank you very much for being on today and giving us a quick uh, update. Now, just so everyone knows, uh, Palm Canyon, this is, we're recording on Thursday, the 3rd of September. Palm Canyon's closing tonight. They're putting right up the rails and tell us about uh, what's happening down there. Uh, so they're closing Palm Canyon from Tokwitz to Baristo. Um, so it's just a short two block area. This is a sort of a test, um, a pilot program uh, to, to see, you know, what restaurants can do. They've, they've closed the entire street. Uh, there will continue to be a, a fire access lane through the, the center, but as long as there's not a fire or emergency, that will be open to pedestrians. Uh, restaurants are able to expand up to 11 feet from the curb. Um, which will greatly increase their, their seating capacity. You know, yeah. Trino, which is obviously not involved uh, in this part of the opening because they're so much further north, they went from uh, 300 seats to 80 seats. Wow. Like, that's just, but that's not sustainable for a restaurant. No. Oh. Well, that's a lot. All right, Charles, thank you for that update. We appreciate it. Thanks for being on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. All of his articles are on gaydesertguide.com and the Dine and Sip uh, section of our website. And Charles, we'll have you back on in a couple of weeks for some updates. Great, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, and Michael, congratulations on Cinema Diverse. I can't wait to watch some films. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, so on that note, we may make you stick around, Charles, because okay. there's a connection I've worked with Michael Green when the, before the Cultural Center was the Cultural Center many years with Cinema Diverse and 
the Camelot theaters. And when I was moving out of that job, just about as it was becoming the cultural center, I passed the volunteer coordinator job. You're not just a volunteer. You were a, an employee and a cog in the team's wheels. Um, as the volunteer coordinator, Michael Green was the hand on the steering wheel while it expanded to all of the possibilities that the cultural center has. But still, in year 13 of Cinema Diverse, Michael Green continues to pivot at every turn and make all of this stuff thrive. Tell us what it is. You're, I mean, you have revamped Cinema Diverse. Talk about it for us, if you will. And welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Shan. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird year. Um, we had to completely retool what we were doing. So we've gone to an online streaming engine um, and we're streaming all of our features and shorts. Um, and then we're also doing six drive-in events. Amazing. So um, we open at 11 a.m. on 9-11 um, and start streaming at that point. And we'll be streaming all the way through the 30th. So if somebody buys an all-access pass, they can watch films from the 11th all the way to the 30th at their own pace. Wow. And uh, the nice thing on, on the pricing is now pricing is basically per household. So what you would have paid for one all-access pass per person in the past, you're now paying per household. So it's a great deal. Same thing with, you know, six packs or individual tickets. They're per household now, and so it makes it a much more affordable thing for people to be able to uh, watch the films. Thank you for doing that, because there's so it's not just the social distancing. There's so many economic pressures on people and you're allowing more people, it's more inclusive for the poor people like me. <laughs> I'm really rooting for this to be, you know, something that sticks in addition to, right? Because I'm hoping that what you lose in two people coming to a show, you will gain in the accessibility and the willingness for the lazy bitches who don't want to get up off their couch to come out and watch the thing. So I'm hoping that this will not just level, but make, you know, take you up a notch, if not the first year as an add-on yes. forever. Like, don't you feel like you will use this vehicle in some way forever now? Absolutely. We, um, in fact, when we um, purchased the streaming engine to work on, we um, actually had one version done for Cinemadiverse, which we could keep you around, but we're also going to do the same thing for the theaters. Yeah. Um, so, oh. well, you know, we've been streaming since April, May right. um, for the theaters, but we've been using whoever the distributor's um, streaming engine was. So the experience for me has felt very disjointed because yeah. depending on which film you choose, you're going to a completely different platform. Oh, and, you never train your audience that way. Right. So, so w as soon as Cinema Diverse is through, we're also going to launch our own streaming platform. So it'll be a, a solid brand experience. All of the different films will work exactly the same way. And um, we'll be able to better troubleshoot for um, the experience. You know, streaming, as much as we've done it, there's still a lot of newness to it for people. Yeah. So we get all sorts of questions and uh, we're really trying to be available to people to help them learn how to navigate streaming. Yeah. A little hand-holding is in order. Maybe someone who used to do concessions is now your tech phone person or whatever. But 
this community can use a little hand-holding when it comes to that, for sure. A drive-in event tomorrow, we uh, have House uh, House of Cardan. Yeah, we're doing, um, this weekend is actually our dock drive-in weekend. Um, so we have House of Cardan tomorrow night, and then we have the new Salt and Sea movie, um, Miracle of the Desert, on Saturday night. And then we have a, docu- a brand new documentary about Chuck Berry on Sunday night. So it's a weekend of docs. Well, and we got tickets Friday, right? We do. Yes, we're we do. We're going to be at the picnic so table. We're, we're going to come sit at the picnic table with the misting fan. And I'd like to get some young ladies who would like to fan me with palm fronds, if that could be arranged. I will work on that. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Charles. It, it, could you dress up, please? <laughs> I can dress up like a young lady. <laughs> young, a lady. <laughs> Michael, how many lady. how many uh, films this year do we have in Cinema Diverse? Oh gosh, you know it's it's well Hopefully. over. It, it, counting shorts, it's well over a hundred. It's wow. It's the it's not quite as many as we've had in years past because again, one of the challenges this year is. Um, we're really trying not to lean on people to be sponsors as much um, because we know everybody's having a financial time of it. Um, so we put out an ask and the people who volunteered to help us sponsor have helped us pay programming fees. Nice. Um, but we didn't push any harder. We just let that be. Yeah. So we're working with a more limited budget this year to, to make it happen. That means not quite as many films, but okay. we've got certainly got a great selection and uh plenty of films to keep people busy for and i know that i know that you know you're a good daddy and you have to love all your children equally but is there is there one or two that you're super excited about oh my gosh you know me i love everything um i'm excited about a bunch of them um there's a, a interesting film called city of queens which is all about british drag queens yeah, their experience is completely different. I think if you've seen RuPaul in the UK, you'll see it's a very different type of drag, and it's fascinating to watch. So then there's another one about a, a big drag queen who has a gastric bypass surgery, and it's her whole journey becoming skinny, wow. and she kind of loses sense of who she is because she completely changed who she is. Of course, and so it's a it's a fascinating read on that experience um, as seen through the eyes of somebody doing drag. So it's, it's kind of cool. Um, we've got some documentaries about uh, people, you know, climbing mountains. We've got a number of foreign films that uh, I'm really excited about. Two in particular, one is um, Song Lang, and it's a Vietnamese film. Um, very traditional Vietnamese. It's all, it is all subtitled, and you'll need it to be because it's all in Japan or all in um, Vietnamese. But it's a real interesting story because it's timed at the time when right after Saigon fell, and all the sanctions were in place. So people were really in a hard place, and it's about traditional um, Vietnamese theater, and uh, that's contrasted against a guy who's a loan shark. So you can cool. imagine where we go from there. Um, yeah, and then the, on the other end of it, we've got Monsoon, which is another story about Vietnam, this time from um, a man who's returned for the first time since he was boat lifted out at age five. So he goes back to take his parents' ashes 
and he has no concept of what Vietnam is like because he's not ever lived there. He doesn't even speak the language because his parents did not want the kids to learn the language. They were so abstracted away from the culture that they had to leave. So two very different Vietnamese films, but both really incredible. I'm excited to have those. Oh, those sound great. Is there one for women? I mean, I know you have a big selection. I just got the list of stuff for women. Is there a chick flick that's at the top of your mind today? My favorite one is Through the Glass Darkly. Okay. Um, it's a kind of a thriller. Um, it's uh, filmed in Georgia, North Georgia. And of course I lived there for 20 years. So yeah. there's a lot uh, that I remember from it. Um, it's got a lot of surprises in it. Um, it's a very well done film. I think people are really gonna enjoy it, but it has it very got a real regional feeling to it. It's actually Love having that. its world premiere at Frameline on the 17th. And we open it for streaming on the 20th. So we're literally the second festival in the world to get it. Uh, I'm really proud about that one. So the first kicks off on the 11th of the month and runs until? The 30th. The 30th. 30th. How do people get to it uh, from the comfort of their homes? Sure. It's, you know, literally cinemadiverse.org. Um, and if you have a smart TV, you just use your browser and you put in cinemadiverse.org, you can stream the films on a smart TV or on a tablet or even on a cell phone, although I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> Not but, very cinematic um, on a cell phone. No, no, but it's, it's pretty easy to operate. Um, and again, the All Access Pass gives you the ability to watch any and all of the films as many times as you want over the course of the month. Give us the three prices, individual ticket, six pack, and all access pass, please. Sure, um, 179 is the all access pass. And again, that's per household. Amazing. Um, so if you wanna have a social distance party at your house, um, you can do that for some of the screenings. Then we have our regular six pack, which is $75, and our individual tickets, which are 1350. So, Super, uh, such a deal. Yeah. Yeah. You can make your own popcorn, butter or no butter, however it is you want it. If you want to be me, you can sit there and eat sugar snap peas or whatever it is you're going to snack on. Michael Green from the Palm Springs Cultural Center and Charles Dravkin, who is our food writer for Gay Desert Guide. We thank you both for joining us today at I Love Gay Palm Springs. Thank you. Absolutely. Every week, if you go to GayDesertGuide.com, you can sign up for the newsletter that could go into your inbox. And, of course, you could get it at the Facebook page of Gay Desert Guide. But we like getting it from the horse's mouth. We've got our Gay Desert Guide, Brad Fur. What do you got in the, uh, in the newsletter this week? Well, today, while we were recording our I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, the Palm Springs Chamber of Commerce unveiled their new interactive art piece called Love Letters. And it's P.S. I love you. There's the heart, but the I is, um, it's Not I. You know, yeah, it's, it's actually you standing in there having nice. a photo op. Um, and it's uh, really kind of a cool little art installation. It's uh, adjacent to the Kimpton Row in Palm Springs, downtown Palm Springs. All right. So a new Instagram photo op near the uh, angel wings there. 
No doubt. Uh, Michael just talked about the various things happening at uh, Cinema Diverse and the Cultural Center this weekend. We'll be at House of Carden tomorrow night, and I think we're going to need a mister and a fan and uh, a lot of water and maybe a little alcohol as well. Does somebody have a battery-operated fan? I've got a cool I've mister. Got, I've got one that attaches to the bottom of my cell phone. I'll have to bring that along. I have one that goes, it's on like a pendant and it goes around your neck and it just blows ah. air. Yeah. All right, so we got to bring all that stuff. Yeah, well, you we'll can bring just, everything along. Papers. Um, we've got a great hot deals this week, and um, there is going to be some new hot deals uh, coming your way where you can get up to 50% off on dining and attractions in Greater Palm Springs. We'll have that in the newsletter this week, and you'll get your first dibs on those limited for sale items. And Shan, it's a Fun and Games September edition, and we start out with um, a big game Big Gay Game Night this coming Tuesday, virtual trivia on the 15th, and Zoom That Tune with Shan on the 22nd of September. And we are doing speed dating events. We've had so much fun with the speed dating events. Men of all ages, Saturday, September 12th. We're taking this weekend because of Labor Day off. Daddies and their hunters on Saturday, September the 19th. Lesbian virtual speed dating on September 26th. Women and of all ages. We all have our, what's that? Women of all ages. Women of all ages, that's true. And then the uh, big, gay, big Gay Bear Hunt virtual speed dating with our friends at IBC, Nino, and the friends at International Bear Convergence. I'm that looking forward to the end of the month, Tuesday, I'm, September the 29th. I'm looking forward to the bear hunt. Are you? You're going to yeah. sit in on that one, too? Yes, absolutely. Good. And when you do it virtually, Good. you don't need your net. You can just hunt from home. That's nice. All right. Well, com is where you go to sign up for the newsletter. Make sure you get it in your inbox. Of course, cvindependent.com has a daily digest for you from our uh, wonderful co-guest, uh, Jimmy Bogle, every week. And, of course, Shankar keeps it going with fun and games. And I don't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. You make this you make this podcast into something. You create it, you're the thread, you edit it, you upload it, you get it out there. You are the machine. Go on. So thanks guys. It's been a lot of fun and I'll look forward to seeing you at the Cultural Center for House of Calbert. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, Palm Springs. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.